0: I'm Quinn Murphy, and this is In My Chair. When Lady Gaga's makeup is talked about, there's one name that comes to mind, and that is Sarah Tano. As her official makeup artist, Sarah accompanies Gaga on every single tour and does her makeup for every single show, red carpet event, and magazine shoot. Their work has led to many collaborations with global brands like Marc Jacobs Beauty. And in 2019, Sarah was named the Global Artistry Director of House Labs. Sarah Tano is a self-described ultimate rule breaker. I knew I was going to like her. So naturally, Lady Gaga recruited her to be a part of the House of Gaga. She's the conceptual brain behind Gaga's Countess in American Horror Story. It is a task which awarded her with the 2016 Creative Arts Emmy. She's an Emmy winner, you guys. As well as Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Award. Among Gaga, her loyal client base includes... Gigi Hadid, Dakota Johnson, Suki Waterhouse, Priyanka Chopra, and Haley Bieber, and so many more. She's worked with leading photographers, Stephen Klein, Karl Lagerfeld, Inez M. Benut, and Paolo Reversi, and so many more. Editorial credits can be seen in Harper's Bazaar, VLT Magazine, and Vogue. Sarah, welcome in my chair.
1: Oh my God, Quinn, thank you so much for having me. It's such an oh, honor.
0: Are you kidding? I was so happy when um, I DM'd you, and first of all, you read it, and then, you know, that you agreed to be on. It's so cool. And I know, like, you, even during the pandemic, you're so busy, and I'm happy that I'm getting you before a big job coming up.
1: Listen, I love to support other makeup artists in our community, and I love what you're doing and what it stands uh, for.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So I don't think that we've ever met in person, right?
1: No. I know.
0: (laughs) I feel like I know you because, I mean, I don't get to meet that many other makeup artists. I think when I meet someone who does hair styling that I haven't met, I'm like, oh, this is really weird. But, um, you know, obviously we don't always meet each other, but I know so many people who have worked with you and it's such a small world that really everybody knows about everybody. And, you know, you'll be happy to know I'm officially giving you a good reputation. (laughs) (laughs) that's important (laughs) yeah you can sleep tonight because i said it um so i just want to get right off the bat and because it just happened i can't believe today's wednesday exactly a week ago right was the inauguration
1: oh my god that feels like a month ago already
0: (laughs) it it truly does it was like an an, just such an awesome day and you're the only person i know personally now who was there
1: it was really truly like so inspiring to be part of something like that. A little scary, but also just to be part of something that is literally history. It's going to be one for the history books. It's pretty crazy to say.
0: I mean, I remember, and also her singing the national anthem, it was like the opening of the inauguration. It was such a moment. Did you, so did you fly there uh, from LA?
1: We did. And, you know, I think the way like she was looking at it, it was kind of like, the end of something and then the beginning. So she was really like that moment in between the two presidencies, which was so wild to think of it that way.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, literally Mike Pence, cause you know, Trump wasn't there, uh, handed her the mic. And I was like, that's it.
1: <laughs> like he passed
0: the baton. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of like, you've done, like I said, Everything you've done, like, I'm just imagining you've done every award show, every stadium, everything. Like, how did this compare to other events that you've done?
1: To be honest, the only thing that was on this level of live performance, I would say, was up there with the Super Bowl. Wow. As far as, like, the nerves, the importance um a different kind of importance like you know the super bowl is something that's so pop iconic it's a big part it's a big fun part of pop culture and such an honor to like share the biggest stage in the world but truly this was the biggest stage in the world and it just felt so important in, in every way every little detail had to be absolutely perfect
0: I have goosebumps just hearing about it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Was the security insane? Like, what was that like? Like, you you were at a hotel and got ready and then went to the venue or?
1: Yes, we did. We got ready at a hotel and security was really ridiculous everywhere. But it made me, I had so much anxiety about going in the first place. But once I was there, I felt really, really safe. There
0: was your so anxiety much be- meeting because of of January 6 and like that kind of thing or just
1: Exactly. like uh-huh. I just didn't know what to expect. and Gaga is so brave, like she wanted to, you know, she's just brave. <laughs> she really wanted to do it. And I, I just I'm in awe of her completely just, just all the time. She really blows my mind. and I just felt really lucky to be there with her. And as soon as we got to Washington, I really—it was a little bit of a peace, like peace of mind, to know that there was so much military and so many like security things that um, it really did make us feel safe.
0: That's amazing. I mean, yeah, but I can't imagine them being like, "Excuse me, Miss," like to to Gaga, being like, "Do you have your? (laughs) I need to see your badge." Like, (laughs) I think she's probably one of the few people who you're like, okay, like you get to go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we need your pass man <laughs> yeah
0: yeah totally did you actually get to go to the um the ceremony
1: i did i wasn't like present sitting down like she was i was um i i keep like wanting to call it backstage <laughs> right i was in one of the offices at the at the capitol helping to get her ready Like in a,
0: in a congressman's office or something
1: i like have that. no idea even where it was it was crazy
0: and you know there's nothing I always think like when our clients have a live performance we also have a live performance right definitely were you nervous about that that literally like I'm sure like the Super Bowl or other things but this is like every eye is on that makeup and hair and everything
1: yeah I mean this one was so this one was so important it's like we really like talked about it as a team so much and rehearsed every detail. We actually did a hair and makeup test the day before to really make sure it was the perfect shade of red lipstick that it wasn't too much makeup on her face, that every tendril around her face felt soft and intentional. Everything went together. And I think that's why a lot of times with Gaga, there is a story behind the look or she feels like a fairy tale or something because she really thinks about every nuance.
0: So did you have the dress at the rehearsal? Like, did you have the physical dress or you just had a fitting photo or something like that?
1: No, the dress was there. We fit the dress all together. And it was, I mean, it's just so nice to be part of something like this, where it's every voice in the room is giving their opinion. And we work and put it together from the ground up.
0: Together. Is that really how it is? Like you all just kind of say, well, we could do this and someone else will chime in. and
1: Literally down to the microphone. Like it, like literally everything has to be perfect and it is there for a reason.
0: Did you guys end up tweaking things or did it, did you nail it on the first time with that shade of red?
1: Um, yeah, we tweaked things a little bit. We tried a couple, um, that one, she really wanted like a deeper crimson lip that was like contoured a little bit. So it could be the main focus of her face, which really felt powerful, powerful for a woman. It felt yeah. strong, beautiful, romantic, timeless, and classic, you know?
0: And I, I think that like we just look at it and go, "Oh, that's so that's great, that's pretty, I love the look." But right. there is so much thought that goes, and especially with someone who's lived such a curated life like Gaga mm-hmm. that I, I have, every single thing is thought about, because I mean, those pictures and images are going to live a lot longer than we are, you know?
1: Yeah, completely. That's why I think this one just really needed to stand the test of time more than I would usually put pressure on myself. I really just wanted this to be something that she could look back on 10 years from now and be like, I look great.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you remember that feeling when you, when you actually saw said goodbye, did your last touch up and saw her on the monitor?
1: I did. And you know what? I always do this like weird thing. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I just like stand there like nervous energy always because I'm not sure what I'm looking at, especially, you know, as a makeup artist, you can't control outside. So you don't know what the light's going to be like, totally. how the sun's going to hit her face, if it's going to be too harsh, if you put, needed to pump it up more. You just don't know. So you, or someone's going
0: to give her a big kiss, well, hopefully not during COVID, on the on the lips. <laughs> you know, like, a uh, hello, like a Joe Biden, uh, like kind of inappropriate, too, too <laughs> close for comfort. And then you're like, great, thanks. <laughs> no, you I mean, up.
1: always. So I sit there, I cross my fingers until I can take a deep breath. I literally don't breathe until the first moment I see her. That's with every red carpet, uh before we're filming something, like you just don't you can't control every aspect. You can only control what you've done and you have to let it go. <laughs> and that's yeah. like a hard part I'm learning always as a makeup artist that.
0: And also like that at least um the one thing about that is the time that you said goodbye, she went probably, you know, I don't know, no more than 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we do people and they're getting in a car during a, you know, a rainstorm and then, you know, walking for five blocks to it. And you're just like, the the elements, you just never know the elements, you know?
1: So many elements and you just can't control it, you know?
0: Well, I thought her makeup was fabulous. I I thought she looked timeless. I like that you did lighter on the eye and gave her the lip. And I did think it was feminine, but strong. And I mean, of course, she sounded amazing. Did you celebrate afterwards? We
1: had jumped right on that plane and we were on our way home. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. We definitely celebrated on the plane. We have a new president. Everything feels great.
0: Yeah. That's like a pinch me moment. I think you, For I, sure. mean, I would think you'd always remember, like, remember that day.
1: Oh my God. And always.
0: Did you wake up that morning feeling like, okay, I got this. We did the trial. I'm an ad- attack. Or were you a little like, you know, I find sometimes it's hard to start like that first stroke of your brush is like where you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm doing it.
1: I mean, I don't always get a chance to do a test. So this was like, this felt really special to me because I I felt so prepared and I knew she felt so prepared. So I actually was not nervous the day of, um, since I got a chance to pick out every single product that was going to be on her face. And I knew it was going to stay on (laughs) and um, I just felt really confident going into it. So that's not always how it is. Sometimes we create looks on the fly. Other times you really put, you know, so much heart and into every detail of the look that um, you don't get to practice. So it's really like it takes a little bit more time to figure it out or, um, you know, to, continue to create depth or maybe a lip is too much like to find that balance. That's why often I skip around when I'm doing makeup. Like I might, if the lip is the strongest part, sometimes I'll start with the lip. If it's really about a brow, I might do the brow first. So I kind of don't ever start the same way.
0: I I mean, I I get that, you know, do you always do the skin first or, or what, where does that fall in the order?
1: Um, if I'm doing, if the skin is going to be softer, then I usually always start with the skin cause I want to do as much skincare and prep. And, um, if I'm doing like a, an eye that I think would have a lot of fallout, if it's something like a glitter or something like that, then I would usually, that'd be the only time I really start with an eye.
0: So you've so worked like, with glitter before. <laughs> <laughs> that That's something in your arsenal. It's um, something. <laughs> I love that. Um, so Okay. Inauguration is like a huge thing during COVID. How has the rest of your work life been during, you know, since March?
1: I mean, in the beginning of March, it was like kind of nice to have a break, to be honest. But then like uh, maybe a week or two after I was really like falling into a, a dark place because I just makeups all I, I do. It's all I dream about and wake up to. And I didn't have, anyone's face to work on, you know, we didn't see each other for like the first few months. So I was, I was not doing great. And I I know, um, a lot of people started like working on themselves and everything. I was really, really late to the party on that because I just have a really hard time working on myself. I don't find my face inspiring. I might do it to like sketch out an idea or something, but I'm not someone who's like, talented in the way that like an influencer might be where they're really used to being on camera and, um, you know, knowing their lighting, I'm not, I'm not gifted in that way. So for me, I'm still learning about that and trying to get more comfortable, but it is something that I struggle with. Um, but I still haven't seen another client in almost a year. Um, just only
0: Gaga for a full year.
1: Yeah, for safety reasons, just because we are in a tight bubble and everybody's health is really important. So I haven't taken any other jobs for a year, which is crazy um, to like not do any other jobs. And, you know, we're not working a ton because of COVID. There's not a lot of jobs to do. um, And we're trying to be as safe as possible. So I find myself like, really working on like my organizing and getting my, my dream glam room back together and spending a lot of time, like researching products and working on house laboratories. Um, we have a lot of product and development and we've been working really hard on that. So I've, I've a lot. Yeah. I saw a that lot you in have the that makeup world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: I mean, if you, I, I think that having the house labs to because you've been a part of it since its conception, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that ha- at least having that to kind of like, you know, do product development and and try things out, even if it's on yourself, at least it gives you some kind of structure or deadline, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really nice to uh, just have something new to learn about all the time. So I'm constantly like learning so much from the product development team at House Laboratory. is just about you know, ways to test makeup about different ingredients that like as a makeup artist in my life, I didn't know as much to the magnitude that I do now, which is, oh, I'm sure it's just really interesting, you know, to like have something new to learn about all the time.
0: And so this has been out for two years now. Yes. And it seems to be doing really well, right?
1: Yeah, it's doing well right now. We're, you know, dr- we're direct to consumer. You can find us on dot And we have um, a partnership with Amazon, which is really great. Um, We're just trying to really build this space. Without, I mean, the whole world is really not shopping in stores right now. So um, it's been really great to have something DTC and like just to educate and teach people about the products. And um, you know, I think I think with beauty brands, there's so many of them, and I feel like we have something so special to say that I'm really. Hoping it just keep, you know, continuing to really climb and we can just share everything that we've learned and put the tricks and tips that we've learned. Gaga and I doing makeup together all these years and like give it to you. You know, that's really what we want.
0: It made sense to me when because there are so many brands and a lot of people <laughs> sure. who I don't make sense to me come out with a makeup or skincare line where I'm like, okay, but I it doesn't make sense. Gaga, I actually was always thinking she should come out with a makeup line because she uses makeup in really like artistic and daring ways. And then also that she did it with you, so that it's like she has that artist credibility and expertise. And it just the whole thing, I was like, yeah, this, this I get like why you're doing it. Um
1: You wouldn't believe though, like how much of a huge part of it she is. It's truly not like just me sitting there, like creating products with product development team. She is present in every meeting. She plays with every single formula, tries it on, gives her feedback, helps choose colors, like every single thing she's involved in. And it's been so nice to do that with one of my best friends and someone that I really trust because she always has the greatest instincts. And all I can say is like, we are a startup. So it wasn't like a big partnership with like another, Uh you know, big, you know, mammoth company. So we're just cracking the surface. You know, I really feel like in another like year or two, we're really going to be like a powerhouse. That's like how I feel about it.
0: (laughs) I mean, hearing you say that, that someone's, if somebody's that involved, then I'm like, yeah, it'll be successful. I just think when things don't work, yeah. When things don't work, it's because people are not passionate about it or they're not involved. And then obviously when you have people, you know, that involved. So you said one of my, with my best friend or one of my best friends, did you guys meet through work?
1: Yeah. Like I met her like 11 years ago, a little over 11 years ago. Mm -hmm.
0: And was it love at first sight or how did that come about?
1: Um, I met her through one of her like old day-to-day managers and she had to make some shows up and, uh, like Washington randomly. (laughs) And, uh, so I flew there and met her and got to do her makeup. I had like very short amount of time to do it. Uh, you know how that is. And I was obviously so nervous because I wanted this job so badly. And, um, I remember she said something to me that I loved so much. I was like, so what are we going to do? And she looked at me and she said, live your eyeliner and breathe your lipstick. And I loved that saying. And it's, I had t- actually tattooed it on my arm. I tell that story a lot, but it's something that just means so much to me because in that moment, it was like, I'd, I felt such a connection, but knew that like I, I could feel like my life at that moment could possibly change forever. And it was a dream of mine to have that opportunity. And it, it didn't, the thing is, this is, sorry, this is a confusing story, but I ended up, she liked me. I got to stick around for a while. I was doing her makeup and then she was getting ready to leave for a big tour. Um, At the time she was working with makeup artist, Billy B. He would do like all the big stuff, like uh, you know, the editorials and music videos and all the things I would dream about. But then there would be another more day-to-day artist that would do like the tours. And that's still like how a lot of big, um, big musicians work. Um, The main person doesn't always go on the road. So I was really excited for this opportunity, but I don't believe that I was fully ready for it. To be honest, I got thrown Uh into it, but I got, you know, I, I really like wanted to be, but a blessing came and she said, I really want you to stay and work with me. However, Billy's assistant is going to come on the road and do my makeup for the show. Would you come work um, on all my, do all my dancers And of course I was bummed, but she was right. I wasn't ready for it. Um, And she
0: told you this, or did it come through like your agent and like,
1: Oh, I didn't even have an agent then. This is like before even that. Okay. (laughs) This is just me being scrappy in New York, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: Um, No, it came from other people, of course. Um, But then. So it was the
0: disappointment being like you, you thought you had a chance to do her makeup on the tour.
1: Yeah. Like I yeah. thought like I had, you know, I, I was always like nervous because just the way my life has gone. I just feel like I always wait for the other shoe to drop, which I still feel like that to be completely honest with you. Like, I feel like even now everything could go away tomorrow, but that doesn't mean I would start all over, not start all over and do it, you know, all over again. But, um, so that's kind of like how I felt, but I wasn't going to let me you know, let it get me down. I was still so grateful to be there and it turned out to be such a wonderful learning experience because I got to learn so much from the from her dancers. Um because if makeup can stay on them for a 2-hour show, it can stay on oh, anybody. I, I learned proportions and how to do stage makeup so it looks beautiful on the monitors, but it also looks really like strong from stage, which is a really difficult balance when you're creating a look for stage, which I'm sure you know, and so, I did that and worked my ass off and did so much research. And then I would go back to New York in between legs of the tour and I would shoot editorials and do, you know, help random jobs with other makeup artists. I just worked so hard. And she saw that. And there was an opportunity. Believe it or not, it was like five years later. I got an opportunity to do her makeup again. And at this point, I really felt ready for it. And I was. And ever since then, I have been her makeup artist full time. I mean, that was pretty so, crazy. But she's very, very loyal, and I'm—I I'm just could say it a thousand times. <laughs> like, I am so grateful that she saw something in me and that she believed in me, and that's not something that you find in our industry very often. So I feel great. no.
0: So when you, so five years and you had seen her peripherally, like you had been doing the dancers on and off. And then when you went, you got that call that she needed somebody and you went to do her makeup. Mm -hmm. What was that? Was it like, Hey girl, you know me, I know you, or, you know?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, we, obviously we were on tour. So like, we were very close. Like the whole team is so close. Um, But I, I really felt like I had seen so many other incredible makeup artists work on her face where I got to see the different styles. Like I got to watch Val Garland do her makeup and James Kelly artists and Billy B and like people I have so much respect for. And I just kind of, I like had it figured out in my brain. I would like just study it all the time. Cause I was so obsessed with the fact that maybe one day I would get a shot again.
0: So like she when was I got her kept- Holy grail client, basically.
1: Yeah. Just because yeah. like being part of something that's that collaborative and that creative yeah. is like, there there's not many people like that, that that do things on the scale that she does. And she's just also just like such a beautiful family person. Like I couldn't love her more. So it I, I wanted to prove to her that I was ready and I got to fill in for a show. And honestly, I got like a little ballsy and I said, Um, this is your show look. I didn't create it, but what I would really love or where I will really shine is if you let me do what I want to do. And Yeah. And so obviously not for the show because she really likes her continuity. (laughs) But after the show, she said to me, okay, Tano, do what you want. And I remember like feeling like I've never been this excited in my life. I like Went over, had Freddie help me mix up some bleach. i bleach her eyebrows off after a show. <laughs> to go some, where? To take pictures for meet and greet, literally.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> and I was so excited. So of like, course you I, had
0: like 10 minutes, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: Not a lot of time, but it was just, it, I, I don't know. I just felt so free back then. Like I didn't what like- What came over you to,
0: to have the balls to, to say to her, this is, this is what I would do?
1: Because she just like, she loves beauty and makeup and being a chameleon. She wasn't afraid of that. Are you kidding me? Like, she's she's comfortable with no makeup, all the makeup. It doesn't matter right. without eyebrows, with eyebrows. Uh, so I forget where we were. We were in like Istanbul, Turkey or something at this point. And I got of to do her. Yeah. And so I remember I did her makeup. I thought it looked great. I did like this really dramatic, dark eye and really silky, like fashion skin. And just bleached her eyebrows and like brushed them up. And there she went to meet and greet. And I didn't talk to her till like the next show. And did her, And she's like, I saw the pictures from the meet and greet. My makeup looked fantastic. Can we do something like that again tonight after the show? And I remember just being so excited. I would look at references and like make mood boards about like all the ideas that I had. And like, that's where I feel like truly myself is when I can have time to be and have someone trust me and like to feel inspired like that. Like, you know, as a makeup artist, that's like what we live for. So this was like a, that was just like a dream moment for me.
0: Well, I heard twice that from your story is that she gave you permission to be and do your thing when she Mm -hmm. met you and said, uh, you know, about the, I I don't remember the quote about the eyeliner and the lip. It was, she was saying to you, be an artist, do your thing and go. Like yep. it was a generous act. It was it like, I'm not, generous. I'm going to let you do that. And then of course the second time saying, you know, yeah, do it on me that I think that <laughs> she gave you that permission to be who you are and have your vision. And that of course mm-hmm. makes you do the best work that you can.
1: Yeah. That's the thing about, like our relationships with our client, it always works so much better when they trust you. And I love when it's a collaboration and, you know, there's back and forth, like even when you're working with someone for the very first time and it's almost like an interview, it's like, well, how do you like your brows? Is there anything specific that you want? Um, And you kind of do it together. Like someone who's really great like that is like Priyanka Chopra. Like she has a specific way she likes her brows and I'll just like, hand or a mirror and like we'll pass makeup back and forth you know it's like a full collaboration which is also very fun but it's it's such an honor when you just get to like go ham
0: (laughs) oh yeah it's also i like when you get to do your thing but also have like someone putting brakes on as well because then you have that conversation where you're like yeah it's not just about me you're actually a part of it too you know i don't know i find that that process always like brings out the best thing in the end
1: of course, because they're the one that has to sell it and feel beautiful and comfortable in it. So, you know, that's that's our job is to get them there and the better.
0: So, yeah. When you said you weren't ready, did you mean technically or did you mean also emotionally?
1: No, technically.
0: The, uh-huh.
1: Technically. I was a fashion makeup artist from New York. Like, I did not know how to do stage makeup at all. I didn't know. I didn't know how fast you have to be. Uh, the correct products, uh, how to set things for that amount of time. Like I barely put foundation on people's faces in fashion, you know, Right. so this was a completely different wheelhouse that I did not have experience in. So I was very lucky to have the opportunity to learn on the dancers and really like make some mistakes, but then also, you know, be part of the same award shows or the same moments where I got to be part of something, but I didn't have, um, I was able to make mistakes still. (laughs)
0: And what about when you're kind of building up to that point, because you're still, you're still Sarah, who's doing her for this thing, but then maybe somebody I'm imagining somebody else is still doing her for the VMAs or something. Do you remember when you actually took the lead position?
1: Yeah, right away.
0: When I was back.
1: Yeah, when I was back, no one else has done her makeup since except for like, a couple editorials that I didn't have the opportunity to do. Um, But other than that, like, I've really done every single thing since then, which is, I mean, her loyalty and everything is just, it's just out of this world. She's so wonderful.
0: So you took a question, you already, like, took half of a question I had literally written down was, I remember um, when, a time, when everybody wanted to paint Lady Gaga's face, they still do, but, like, she hadn't obviously settled on you as her primary for the rest of eternity. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) She had been working with the, the legends like the Val Garlands and everybody in the industry and everyone wanted to make their mark. How did it feel? I would have been incredibly intimidated about that, knowing that that person is looking in the mirror while you're painting them knowing, Oh, well, Pat did this or, you know what I like. How did you get, how did you feel when you were, it was your turn and did you have those voices in your head?
1: I definitely still have those voices in my, well, actually she'll say it sometimes if I do something, <laughs> um, if it's the way I line the lip or the way I do eyeliner or something, sometimes she'll be like, oh my God, that is so Val. And I'll be like, oh my God, I need to take a deep breath. That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me, <laughs> you know? So I definitely, she'll call out some You know, references of like hints of other makeup artists she's worked with, but of course, it's very nerve-wracking. Like, I still think, like, how did I get so lucky? And I, I just, I guess I'm like always working so hard to do the next thing or just make sure she's happy that I try not to think about that part. Like, I don't even believe it's really my life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it's been so long. Like, I just
0: she's someone I love
1: so much. I hope it's forever. You know.
0: I mean, it sounds like it will be. Do you have um, a mantra or something you do when you are in that position where you're like, okay, I've got to, this is it. I have to make her love it. I have to knock this out of the park. There's no, you know, what do you, how do you get yourself across the finish line?
1: I mean, a lot of times if we have like a big award show or a performance or a music video or something, I kind of like to lock myself in my makeup room with tons of different, like I'll do lots of references and really get my mind thinking the direction, the storyline, what makes sense with what she wants and what, you know, her stylists and Frederick, her hairstylist. like it, it's completely a team, but then we all kind of break away and Study and figure out what we want to do and come back together later. So, what I'll often do at this point is uh, do some rough sketches on myself because I'm not very good at face charts. That's just not my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So, I'll do some sketches. She always gets the point and I'll send her pictures. And then sometimes she'll say bigger, less, or I was thinking this. And we shoot text back and forth until we get it to a place that she likes because not only is this a great way for us to communicate, but it also makes things a lot faster on the day of, because she's a very busy woman and doesn't have days to sit in the chair while I figure it out. So this is something that I find really works for us as a group. And that way I'll send the pictures, you know, to Nicola or to Frederick, and we can, you know, build the look completely together. So I feel the whole team feels really prepared when we go in to do the job.
0: That, yeah, that is the best. It takes the It takes the pressure off of having to like, at least reinvent the wheel. At least you know what the wheel is and then you can, you can do that. Do you even edit like what you're going to put out on your table? If you know what you're going to do?
1: Definitely. I definitely try to edit, um, just so I can move faster, you know, um, especially with like music videos, like those days are always really ambitious and we always plan for things and then there'll be new things added, um that you just kind of got to think on the fly which is always like really really pushes you but like keeps you sharp you know so i find that those are some of the most rewarding jobs for me is when i get to just we get to collaborate on our toes like that 911 video um yeah there was i think there was like 7 7 looks in that music video but we built everything together as a group like in the room so that was really like art directing from like every aspect it was really really fun to do
0: i mean what god what a dream
1: like adding prosthetics in like uh i don't know if you noticed there's a scene where she's in the church and uh all the signs from chromatica um we had this great idea of it being like raised scars from like all the things she's gotten through in her life is a new scar on her forehead and then I had uh, my friend Mike McKesh, who I met on American Horse Story, who's a brilliant prosthetics artist, come in and help me design uh, how to do it and apply them for me. So I, I love using prosthetics in a way of like communicating fashion looks sometimes.
0: Totally. That, yes. I mean, I, I remember like even the, like old like Helmut Newton scars and stuff in a mm-hmm. fashion thing, just to make something look perfect and then totally like fucked up at the same time. Yeah. So, so you, you were this girl who did fashion. Now you're doing shows and stuff. Or you're working with the one of the most multifaceted, um, I hate the word multi hyphenate it. Like who invented <laughs> that word? Uh, multifaceted artist, truly. So you have to then be super multifaceted. Did you know how to do all of the other forms of like, you know, um, well, red carpet probably, but what about doing film and TV and all of that? Like, how did you know how to do that?
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't have a clue. I knew like how to, you know, tell a story throughout the beauty, but I certainly didn't know like how much work TV and film is. Like, I have so much appreciation uh, it's for the art. It's <laughs> there. It's, it's, it's like a different kind of hard work. Like I didn't even know, like my God continuity. Are you, are you kidding me? It's like, I remember showing up to American Horror story and they wanted one look, you know, for like the whole season. And that's not what we ended up doing. Um, We had 68 original hair and makeup looks because uh, we decided as a team that it would be really cool if like Gaga's character, like she changed her look a little bit towards, you know, whatever, whoever her love interest was at the time. So 68 looks later and you're trying to keep track of all the continuity, like getting her to sit still for a picture and like writing every scene number and everything that has to be exact. Like that's something like I'd never had to do before.
0: So would they call um, you out if it wasn't?
1: I mean, I don't know. I just like followed the rules and really like that, yeah. but you know, what's crazy. Quinn? Like my continuity books now are something I cherish like so much. Cause it's oh my just, God.
0: will you post I them? I want to see what it looks like. You should <laughs> put that up on Instagram. I would love to see. Oh my that. God. Okay, so what else have you had to learn? Um, So you learned film, that you learned stage makeup. What other what other arenas do you have to learn to be in the house?
1: I mean, red
0: carpet for sure.
1: Yeah, red, red carpet for sure. And you know, like red carpets. Honestly, like I love doing it, but it's one of the hardest because you really cannot control.
0: What it happens? doesn't get enough props because it used to be so shit on by people in fashion.
1: It, I know, but it's actually harder in fashion you could fix things in post, but in red carpet like you never know like what the lighting's going to be outside. The camera flash like you know it blows out like at least like 30% of your makeup. Uh you can't control the fact that your client is leaving you and you will not be able to touch them up for probably probably not the whole night, you know, Totally. So there's a lot of elements there that you can't control. And as a control freak, uh, that scares me. So that goes back to the moment where I'm like staring at the TV, crossing my fingers, just hopefully, you know, taking a shot of tequila or something.
0: Yeah. Tequila is really good. I always tell all my assistants, make sure you have that in my kit and then also in yours. Do you, is it, is it natural for you? Like if you're doing like, let's say you're doing someone or her for um, a stadium. And then the next day is vanity fair awards. Like you just switch on another part of your brain to do that type of makeup or do you find yourself? Oh, definitely? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have to like the things that I would do for stage makeup. I would never in a thousand years do anywhere else <laughs> that belongs on the stage. <laughs> and, um, uh, it actually looks like some of the makeup on Instagram, you know, that would be equivalent to what I would do on
0: stage. Right. You know what like, I mean? like, when you say Instagram, you mean like, like uh, influencer Instagram makeup.
1: Yeah. And like, I love, I, I get so inspired by them too. It's just not something that like, I feel I would do other than for the stage, you know, and I should probably watch, watch more of them because I would probably learn some really amazing tricks for performances and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can learn something, well like one thing, from even if you don't like the makeup, you can learn one thing. So, Definitely. wait, I want to back up because you said you're wait, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, you know, I started over twenty years ago now, and I've had a couple really hard times where, like, I had I had started and maybe got some traction, and then lost everything and had to move home and rebuild start completely over when it would have been really easy to give up. And, um, I just wasn't going to let that happen. Cause I just, I loved it so much. Like I didn't have a backup plan. And sometimes that required working three jobs and being a bartender or doing makeup in a strip club or mm. <laughs> lots of different things, uh, just to, um, make my way and then made it to New York and, you know, things, Almost didn't work out there either. So I've had a lot of times where the shoe did drop and I had to move over, move home and start all over again.
0: What's so your I mean, knee jerk reaction when the shoe drops? Where does your shit. mind go?
1: It's like literally like what? Like, what am I? Like, I got to start all over again. Here we go. I'm going to give myself a time limit. All right. Two years, so- you're going to pay off all your debt. You're going to work as many jobs as you need to. And in two years, you're going to be in New York. And you know what? I did it. And I stuck to it.
0: So you don't, you don't feel like go to the pity party or, uh, or I can't do it. Why me? Or I can't do anything right. Or in that dark place, you just start going to the place where, okay, what do I have to do?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's like survival mode. You know, you just, it clicks on. It's like, I,
0: where did that come from?
1: I don't know. It's so crazy because like, I don't, know that I was like raised that way you know I don't I just started working when I was really young and I think I really liked to have my own money and do things for myself so that kind of took over every time and even when I was younger like 16 I had a couple different jobs like I just always wanted to do things myself make everything myself I wanted to make it myself I just
0: and did you ever know. get to a point where you moved home and it didn't work out that you thought, okay, I've got I've to come up with another plan if this doesn't work?
1: I mean, I can't even, I, I really can't even think of a time that I allowed myself to think that there was another option. Not even once. I did other things. Like I didn't, to be honest, I haven't been able to work as a makeup artist without another job other than probably the last 12 years. Before that, I always had several jobs to pay for, you know, being able to do editorials or jobs that don't really, you know, have like big rates on, uh, you know, because for a while, you're not really getting the big ad jobs. You're not getting the big press kits or any anything like that. You, you got to be scrappy.
0: <laughs> so were you like, f- fuck my life when you were at those jobs or did you make the best of it?
1: I mean, I didn't like love it, but. I knew there was an end game, you know, Uh and at least like now I just feel so lucky that I could just do something I love so much for a job. And I know that sounds so like cheesy, but it's, it's just the truth.
0: That's my definition of success. I think, you know, that you're doing what you want to do and getting and able to do it as much, you know, like you're getting paid and living the life that you chose to do that's super successful
1: Definitely. I feel, I feel like I would never, like, I don't, I don't know. I have a weird thing about the word successful for myself.
0: Yeah. I tell me about like that. See,
1: I don't like see myself as successful or not successful. I just like, I'm trying to stay focused on the things that like I want to achieve, but I don't like find that there's different levels of like success or failure. I just keep trying to push to maybe like accomplish something else. I really like I've always wanted to do or, um, I don't know, you know, it's it your partner.
0: sense of worth is not, is not tied up to your position in your career.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't always want like something that to a lot of people might find, uh, what is, or what is not successful. Like, I don't want it to be attached to another person, um, which is why, like, I'm really not fond of like a title when people call themselves like a celebrity makeup artist. It's like yeah, it's I don't just crazy. do celebrities. I'm a makeup artist. I don't like that. Like
0: How did you get to that point? Like fuck, you know? I'm like I I think after doing all these interviews, I'm the only petty, like competitive, like insecure person in the world. How did you get I mean, to it- the <laughs> point where you're like that? Or did you just come out like that or it or I mean, awe. I'm definitely
1: not, I'm not like competitive, honestly, I want us all to win. And there's plenty of jobs out there for us all to win, but I definitely get insecure. Um, I I definitely have a lot of issues with my insecurity with myself and with my work sometimes. And I think, um, you know, something I've really like learned from, from Gaga is, to just trust my instincts. Some Most of the time she likes it better when I do her makeup in 10 minutes than she does if she's sitting there for an hour. She likes it when I just like forget about what people are going to say, or if things are a little rougher on the edges, she thinks that has more passion in it than a perfect winged eyeliner. And that's something like that. I still try to like keep fresh in my mind when I'm doing something where I don't know when you work with a big star like her, I feel like there is like a lot of backlash and haters because sometimes the things I do or that we do as a group, is like not conventionally beautiful. So I feel that sometimes people don't like that. And I let the negativity get the best of me. And that's something I'm learning to deal with. But um, I think I've really figured it out. It just, you've got to believe in yourself and what you know and what you've studied your whole life. And it's, you know, there's an intention and a reason that everything we do happens. So I just try to like have a little bit of faith in that and just try to take that edge off. You know, I need to like chill out a little bit. I get really <laughs> wound up. <laughs> you put a lot that. of
0: pressure on yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, when yeah. like, all eyes are on you, you just want to like be and really how proud do you of know what you people
0: do. are saying. Are you reading like comments on Instagram or?
1: Yeah. The fucking internet is mean. It's like a toilet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But are you, do you have a thick skin now because of that?
1: I'm learning to through lots of therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm learning to, but you know, I don't know.
0: Whose opinion yeah. matters to you.
1: Whose opinion matters. To me? I think my peers, like I really do care what like other, I want to be not just like accepted by my peers, but I like believe in like their knowledge and their, um, I just really believe in all of us. So I respect everyone so much that their opinions, not that like, if they don't like it, I'm going to be upset, but I just, I like the mutual respect. It feels really good to be acknowledged by your peers when you do something that you're really proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not talking about like the, you know, the trolls on the internet that's, you know, just have a keyboard and say whatever they want. But like the people that we really respect, like that's a community that I really love and like to be part of. And um, I feel like we're lucky to have as makeup artists. We all really know each other and support each other and cheer each other on, pass jobs around. You know, that like means a lot to me. Um, (laughs) But
0: after COVID, I really have felt a certain protectiveness of us because I think that while it is, even if you're not competitive, the industry is very competitive, especially now with so many people that we, um, over COVID, we're we're all alone, you know, there's no like... Union, at least on our end of it, or there's no, you know, support. And so, like, I actually do have a soft spot for for people in our industry now that go, you know, what we're we're weathering the storm right now, and how brave of us to to do this.
1: Yeah, and like everyone, you see, like all of our peers, like really, like shape shifting and like changing with the times and doing things that are outside of their comfort zone. But they love makeup so much that they're trying to find new outlets, and like that is something I have so much respect for. Even if like I might be stuck on something or too insecure to show myself on camera, like I'm trying to get over that too, because I think it's really amazing what people have done and artists have done in this time that, I mean, who knew that this is where we would be right now? And I just want our industry to survive, you know?
0: At least you don't have five o'clock shadow. I mean, I can't, I just can't. (laughs) When I was doing those videos, I was like, listen... This is about as far as I can go. I I wish I had wished I was a girl so I could at least do some looks, you know. It's like, oh, I do not look good in in that. I wanted to talk to you about – I'm going to explain something to um, people listening who don't know about necessarily in our industry is that when you get really close to a client or you have clients and they get booked on a Vogue or a big shoot, there's two camps there. We work for our client and then usually the magazine or the photographer or the really big stylist all work together. So they know each yeah. other and everything. So a lot of times, unless you're working with someone who's like a Gaga level, um, Vogue is going to choose their hair and makeup, right? They would tell celebrity X that she's not going to get her team. They're going to use the team of Steven Mizel. And honestly, for good reason. They're masters yeah. and they're incredible and I totally. would want, if I were in their p- position, I would want to use my team too. Um but you actually have broken I think a lot of barriers because uh you actually have accompanied Gaga on a lot of shoots and stuff. So A, does she fight for you to be a part of it? Does Gaga put her neck out to get you on the on the shoots?
1: Oh man, does she she really does because she sees the value not just in me, but as our as house of Gaga as a team. And one, I could cry talking about this. It's like really one of the most special moments of my life. Um, Vogue came up when she was doing America, uh, A Star Is Born for the promo, and she was going to be on the cover. And Inez and Venude, uh were going to shoot the cover. And they had a list of other hair and makeup people that they, the magazine wanted to use. Of course, we're not part of that. Um, why would we be? It's American Vogue. <laughs> and it was about, I want to say it was like close to a month of back and forth. And Gaga and her manager, Bobby Campbell, really, really fought for us because they knew it was like a special project and something that we would contribute to. And it worked. And it felt weird to be there because I know I wasn't a first, second, or third choice, but I was there to prove myself. And and it went amazing. And it was the most special moment in my career to feel like I did something really beautiful on the cover of Vogue, and I made her proud, and I made her whole team look good. And that was so special to Frederick and I. And I really created um like a great relationship with uh tawny and she's asked me back to do several covers of vogue since then wow so which is amazing you know they use the same like you know five to ten makeup artists for the past decade so to break down that barrier and be someone that would even be considered on my own and not attached to someone um, i mean sarah Sarah, that that had to feel as
0: good as doing the job is when you get the second call
1: Oh, I, I remember, I will never forget when my agent called me for that. And I like just didn't believe them. I was like, yeah, right. They're like, no, Tani asked for you for the cover of Vogue. I was like, what? And I just remember crying. Like, I didn't believe it. This is a moment I always dreamed of. I just never thought it would really like stick, you know? Yeah. So that, that's still something like that gives me chills that like, I just don't.
0: When that month was that. going back and forth, did you think, yeah, I am good enough. They should book me. Or did you have, uh, was there a part of you that didn't want to do it because they didn't want you?
1: I mean, I, I wanted to do it. Are you kidding me? I wanted to do it so bad. It was like the only, I would pray every night. I was just like, just give me this one chance. I just, I believed I can do it. I believed I would do a good job. And I believed I was the right person for this. Even if she didn't have a stitch of makeup on, which she didn't. I got on Vogue and didn't even get to do makeup. (laughs) But (laughs) if no one was going to do makeup on her, it was going to be me. But uh, if it wasn't for Bobby and Gaga, that never would have happened for sure. Hands down.
0: That's, and that you should really like, I know you are, so I'm not going to say it, but be grateful for, because so many times a, the talent doesn't have the power to, to tell Vogue or anybody or a big photographer who to use. And B, you know, even if they do, they don't always stick their neck out like that. That's amazing. No.
1: I've and never the, witnessed that with someone else.
0: The other thing that's so nice, too, when you build a relationship like yours, I would imagine, is that you feel protected when you're on set because she you're under her wing.
1: Yeah, in a way. But, like, she wants us to stand on our own two, two feet, you know? She really, like, knows that, like, all right, I got you in the door, now do your thing, you know? But... Um, there's been a lot of times where like, I mean, it also doesn't work and I haven't gotten the opportunity to do it, but I know that she does it when she really can Mm -hmm. and that's enough for me. You know, how
0: do you, I feel it's for me, it's one of the worst feelings is personally to walk into a studio, knowing that somebody had to really fight for you to get there and they they don't believe in you or that they, that somebody might think that I might fuck up the shoot for everybody. I I find that to be one of the worst parts of our job for me personally. Like, how do you deal with that?
1: You know, that is something that really like affects your nerves for sure. But I I think I, I'm more in like fight or flight mode. I think Mm -hmm. I go into a place where like, it's not, oh, they don't want me here or I don't deserve to be here because I'm not an iconic fashion makeup artist. I think I will be, you just don't know it yet. So I'm going to teach you. And that's just the way I have to look at it. Otherwise, I will let the nerves get the best of me.
0: Yeah. I I like that a lot. And it's also like I don't even blame them. I'm sure they've had terrible makeup artists that they've never worked with come in and put five pounds of makeup on and they're like, Great, this sucks, you know?
1: Yeah, but when you think about it, like and you think of some like some celebrity are people who work with celebrities a lot, their makeup looks heavy. And it's not even the makeup artist's fault. That might be what they're requesting or what they like.
0: For sure. I don't
1: think it, you know, when you get pigeonholed for doing that kind of makeup, but people aren't as imaginative as we are. So if they can't see it in your book, they don't know that you can do it. So if you don't have a lot of fashion makeup with no powder or it's just beautiful, soft skin. They don't think that you can do that. They think you have too heavy of a touch and yes, you'll ruin the shoot. And so you need to see it. Yeah. So that's the point where I would say to my agent, like I need to do some shoots like this uh, with, even if it's a test shoot, get me with some of the best photographers that will be willing to work with me. And let's, you know, let's create that to show people that that's what something I can do.
0: Do you feel that you were pigeonholed or are ever pigeonholed by being Lady Gaga's makeup artist?
1: I mean, sometimes, but it's not even for the right reason. It's like people think they hear her name and if they don't really have their eyes on her, they think, Oh, the lightning bolt makeup or something from when she first came out when in all actuality, she has a very like, um, elevated taste level and a lot of times she is very clean and beautiful but that's not what they remember so i think sometimes they think you know even actress makeup or other actresses that i've worked with i think sometimes they think uh they might be nervous to work with me the first time because they think i'm going to make them look like a pop star or like look you know too much makeup which is it's never the case it's just uh people only know what they want to know (laughs)
0: Totally. I mean, yeah, obviously in the day we live in too, it's like some the person wearing purple metallic um, eyeshadow on their lip is going to get picked up on the blogs because that's eye-catching. Right. It's not, not as common for somebody to be like, oh my gosh, did you see that rose-toned ble- cream blush? You know, like that's going <laughs> to hit the airwaves. So you, <laughs> you now are doing – you're wearing a lot of hats. I mean, you're not only a makeup artist, you're doing the, the cosmetic brand house of Gaga. I've seen, um, on your portfolio that you have videos and stuff. Is that something that you enjoy is, um, doing the, like the tutorial videos. And do you see that being a part of your career?
1: Oh God, I hate it. Uh, Just to be honest, I really hate it. I don't, that's something like, I'm really trying to, learn like I really wish someone would teach me how to do it right because I don't know how to film it I don't know how to light it I, I like it's just not something I'm gifted at I really want to learn though I do say you're doing this shoot
0: for for House of Gaga a, a tutorial do you like that
1: what like a house labs like campaign
0: uh I've see, I see I saw you doing something where you were talking about the yeah campaign or for Mark you were creating a look and then it was you behind the scenes and talking about the makeup and
1: I mean, if it's stuff like that, like, I honestly hate being on camera. It's something I'm trying to get better at. But um, I like to be behind the scenes doing makeup in real time. I don't, like, think I'm really charismatic on camera or, uh, I don't know, I step all over. Even here, I fumble all over my words. I'm not, like, really media trained, which is something that I think now, now I think makeup artists should have, you know, a little bit of media training. I could definitely benefit from it. But I'm learning. I never thought that this would be a part of being an artist in mm-hmm. the f- in front of the camera stuff. It was always interesting to me behind, and that's where I like to stay. But with these new roles, things are changing, and I have to learn how to be comfortable with it and I think I'm getting a little bit better at it. Um, but
0: do you enjoy I'm social media? Makeup.
1: I enjoy social media I mean I do and I don't I think it could be really toxic and also be very inspiring I think I have so I'm like so enamored with so much of the content that's out there and I think makeup artists are so incredible and other content creators and I I would love to like learn to be a little bit more adventurous like some of the some of like the people I follow I love watching like Uh, every stroke looks like makeup porn. It's just like so amazing how they film it. I would never even know how to begin, you know?
0: Yeah. It's not your bag, but I, I mean, just to be honest with you, I thought you were really good on camera. Not just saying that, like, I think you're articulate, you're easy to talk to and you're smart. So you should just like know that you have that. You don't have to be the best or love it, but um, I think you could be a little more liberal with yourself.
1: Oh, thank you. That on
0: camera. What I really need to work. Truly, on. truly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like I well, a I, I want to meet you in person and have margaritas. <laughs> I, I say that to everybody. Why don't you live in New York? What What's the deal?
1: Oh man, I mo- well, I got kind of like I had to move in like a really weird situation. I was on tour with Gaga, and uh, well, actually, right before I left for tour. I was in my apartment on the Lower East Side between, you know, uh, B 2nd uh, and 3rd on Avenue B. And I felt nice. like, yeah, I had <laughs> my imp- entire apartment started shaking. And before I know it, there's like a loud pounds on my door. And it was the firefighters saying that they had to come into my apartment because there was a huge crack in the building that went all the way through. And they basically gave me 20 minutes to collect everything that I owned and leave because they thought the whole building was going to dollhouse because they were doing construction on a new building next door.
0: And it's happened a few times.
1: (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. So grab my big Burton bags and like walk down the street and had nowhere to go. And, you know, everyone in New York has, you know, pretty small places. So it's not necessarily like the easiest place to go with like your makeup kit, everything that you own, and nowhere to go. <laughs> so I did that for like 10 days of um, I had like 10 shoots in a row. So I stayed, worked the 10 days, and then just still didn't hear anything about my building. And a friend of mine lived in LA and had a spare bedroom. So I flew out to LA just to have somewhere to go. And went to an agency and started working and I didn't get into my apartment again for six months. The entire place was destroyed. Um, I got completely robbed. The ceiling was falling in. It was just a disaster. So like, I kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> Didn't really have an opportunity to go back at that point. So since then, I've been living in L.A. Oh it's where God. the wind blew me.
0: <laughs> A New York love yeah. story, truly.
1: Right? Like, who does that happen to? <laughs> well, my apartment got condemned, so I moved to L.A. <laughs>
0: probably more people than you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. That's oh, bad.
0: <laughs> I know. And then also the, the traveling. I know that you're, you're married. Is it really hard on your relationship? The, this industry because you go well, away for long periods i mean not like you go away for long periods of time
1: well quinn i married her guitar player oh <laughs> i met i met tim on tour um like a, a decade ago now on the born the way tour and
0: wait not uh, a so- guitar player you married her guitar player
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> are you kidding um, me
1: yeah, he's amazing. He plays with everybody. He's also a producer and a writer, just like the most incredible musician and I just got so lucky to fall in love on the road. Who would have thought something like that would last?
0: Was this on the day <laughs> when you were doing The Dancers or when you were doing Her?
1: This was actually in the transition of it. I was I was doing The Dancers when I first met him. So he really got to see me work my hardest and, you know, stick to something and just and to achieve some of my dreams, you know he's been there with me through all of it, and the most supportive person in the world, so I couldn't be luckier
0: I'd love to see what your chart was doing at that time in your life, like I know me you too. met your husband, you met your what work wife you met i mean
1: <laughs> you I didn't mean, have
0: to like you know work at strip clubs anymore, doing makeup. <laughs>
1: Hey, I learned a lot from those strippers. <laughs> I have a
0: friend who did that too. Um, really? And she, yeah, the, the hustlers club on the West side highway, she would do the strippers uh, and stuff and said, it, it was, was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those girls know some stuff and they'll also, you know, cut a bitch if they need to. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay. So I wanted to just, um, I have one final question. Then I wanted to play a game with you. The question, the last question is one that I ask, um, everyone on the show and I'm going to read it this time because I ended up repeating myself like 500 times. Um, all right. If you were to step into a magic time machine and go back in time, where would you meet yourself and what would you say?
1: I would tell myself to be patient, to be resilient and to be humble. And I feel that even though I believe all those things to be true about myself and my journey, I have been very patient. I've been very resilient and I remain extremely humble. So I feel like I've done an okay job. Um, But one thing that I would tell myself is to maybe have some compassion for myself and to love myself a little bit more. Mm. That it's not always about the people around you, that you deserve some time for yourself too. Yeah. I think that's something I really need to work on. <laughs> that might be vulnerable and very deep, but.
0: No, uh, I mean, maybe yeah. you can go back in time and tell me <laughs> that too. Go up to the <laughs> yeah. little closeted Quinn in, in uh, junior high and tap him on the shoulder.
1: you know, it's hard. We like, we, we take care of other people for our living. And, um, it's one of the highest honors of my life to be able to do that. But sometimes I come home and it's like, I'm just prepping for another job that I care so much about, but I kind of forget about myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I would like to work on this year since it's a new year and it's very early. Maybe this is the time Quinn for us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And we've got Joe Biden, so there you go.
1: There we go. We got a full <laughs> new beginning. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Okay, Sarah, um, I like you so much. I feel like we're going to be um, friends I if you ha- if so you have me. So I can catch you I would on love the road,
1: to have you. I would um, love that.
0: <laughs> let's play a little game. It's called "I Met My Boyfriend Before Google," so or partner. There's oh, it's a weird name. So I haven't actually been on Tinder, but. Um, Oh my on, God. I guess on Tinder, God. if you like something, you swipe right. And if you don't like it, you swipe left, right? Oh my
1: God.
0: So we're going to play know. Sarah Tano swipe left. So I'm going to give you an op- a choice. And if you like, like it, swipe
1: left. I like it.
0: I think swipe left is you don't like it.
1: Okay. Okay. Swipe
0: right is it's a love connection, you know,
1: oh, or whatever. Okay. Maybe
0: you'll meet it, for got it, got it. a margarita. Okay. Ombre lips.
1: Right, if done the right way.
0: Okay. At home hair color.
1: Swipe left.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> obvious highlights.
1: Right. Oh wait, sorry, left. Left. left.
0: Okay. Uh 90s thin eyebrows. Left. Yeah. True crime documentary series. Right. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I gotta get <laughs> you gotta text me ones that you're watching. Um yeah. Talking politics with strangers. Left. Metallic strobing highlighters in everyday life. Left. Left. Girl. Left. <laughs> Thank God. We see it. We see the bone. It's there. You've marked it out. We get it. Um, Plains from above can see it. <laughs> exactly. Um, matching eye color to eyeshadow. Okay. Dark lip liner. Right. (laughs) Metallic rainbow eyes, like 1980s metallic rainbow eyes.
1: It depends what it's for. If it was a really sick editorial, it could be right. Okay. In regular life, it's definitely a left.
0: Okay. I'll take that. Um, And then now I'm getting into different times. This is 1996. Okay. Face Stickers.
1: 1996 left. Right. 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 You like face stickers. Yeah. I love face okay. stickers. Okay. Love them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However, I saw this editorial, the frosted look frosted, like 1997 frosted look.
1: Oh, I'm in right.
0: Yeah. I remember in, um, when I was in junior high or high school, I was obsessed with nails, like all the girls nails. And there was the color uh-huh. was called pecan frost. It was oh like that God. kind of like champagne-y, bronzy color, pecan frost. Oh, like yeah.
1: Or like it. rum raisin. And it mm. had like that really, or like that, ca- it was like the carved lip with the frosted lipstick in the inside. Oh, Remember yeah. Remember that? Oh, I love it. yeah. And
0: then the like sharpie brow. That, oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a moment. Um, now we're going to like Britney, uh, turn of the century, 2000, glitter body.
1: Ooh. I mean, she did it really well. So, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, shimmer up, up to the brow bone, the opalescent on the brow bone. You worked at Mac. This was like 2004.
1: Yeah. A little shroom up there. Right. (laughs) Uh, right.
0: Yeah. Oh, you like it.
1: Uh, Not not now, but I liked it then. Okay. You liked it
0: then. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what color you were, you're getting opalescent, like white blue snow reflex on the brow bone. Oh my God. Pink or ruddy rose contour.
1: Pink or what rose?
0: Ruddy rose, like rose colored contour.
1: I mean, I guess, I guess left. Yeah. I think there's a time and place for everything. So like I I'm could not see like- you
0: doing a pink contour though. I'm, I'm going to yeah. challenge you on that.
1: Yeah. I think I'm, I think in the right way I would like it. So let's move her to right.
0: Okay, that's a right. That's like um <laughs> that's like a date where you're like it's not dinner but maybe we can meet in a busy lobby and have you know <laughs> <laughs> a shot, not even a drink and we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, we, we got to come down really? to bodily
0: hygiene or something, you know. <laughs> um I how like about that. sunset eyeshadow?
1: Ooh, um uh, sunset eyeshadow. Listen, this is a hard game because I could find a place for that. Um,
0: but <laughs> yeah, it's just birds for you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think I could figure it out. Let's go right. <laughs>
0: Good. Charm bracelets. <laughs>
1: um, I love bracelets. So I'm going to go right again.
0: <laughs> love it. And then for the final one is the what I call the mullet dress. It's a mini skirt in the front with the puffy train in the back.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Left.
0: Left. Okay.
1: <laughs> Unless... That's <a>
0: left. Laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I could see you doing something and turning that out. I think if anybody with all of this stuff, I could see you kind of like giving it a moment.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll try it for you. Okay. When we cool. have our Marga- when we have our margarita date. I'm exactly.
0: It. <laughs> um, Sarah, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this. Um, little podcast. And um, I hope you have the best trip. And um, I hope to talk to you soon. Please keep in touch.
1: Me too. I feel like we have to keep in touch now. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I'm gonna don't, a, be careful what you say. <laughs> I t- love
1: it. And thank you so much. I <laughs> really you. like I, I thank you for asking me. It's like always really nice to get vulnerable with another makeup artist. And, you know, there's so many stories to tell. And I love that you're supporting other artists and I'm always here whenever if you, if you need some support or a kick in the ass, like I would love to be there for you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye Quinn. Thank you.